Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, 30th of June, last day of the financial year. The market looks like it's going to be down about 12% on the year, which is probably the worst year since the GFC 2008-9. Dow Jones overnight was up 580, and that follows a 720, was it, point fall on Friday. And our market was down 131 at one point yesterday. This morning, it opens 111 up. It's currently up 75, so it's dropped a little bit. The market is positively a yo-yo at the moment, bipolar you might call it. Yesterday I included a list of stocks that were proving to be very defensive whilst the market was falling. It's a similar group of stocks every time the market falls that outperforms, led by things like CSL and Coles and Cochlear and A2 Milk and Domino's, Next, Blackmore's, Metcash, Ansel, Telstra, Sonic Healthcare, Woolworths, ASX, uh, there are a whole list in there. But that body of stocks has been every time the market falls, they hold up every time the market rises, as per today, they underperform. So we have CSL down 1.3% today with the market up 1.3%, for instance. So it's very hard for investors at the moment to get it right. You, Which group are you going to be in? You're going to be in the recovery stocks? Are you going to be buying Woodside, which is up 3%? today and Qantas, which is up 6% today? Or do you go and buy CSL and Cochlear just in case the market falls over? So it really is a polarized market at the moment. In the strategy piece today, I've got a chart of the VIX volatility index, which popped a couple of weeks ago. It was it was settling down nicely, but it popped a couple of weeks ago, seemingly coming off again, but the volatility is still elevated. And in the strategy piece, you'll also see a chart of Dow Jones today, which shows the average true range or ATR. This is how much the Dow Jones is moving in a range each day, averaged over 14 days. So if from top to bottom, it was moving 200 points on average over the last 14 days, then the ATR is 200. In a bull market, the Dow Jones will move around 150, 200 points a day. And at the moment, it is moving 707 points a day, which is actually up overnight. So this is not a comfortable market for investors, even though we've got a bounce today. Uh, This is a fairly dangerous sort of market. Little paragraph on money printing in the strategy piece today. One of my colleagues said this morning, I read a headline He's, he's 25 years old. I read a headline this morning saying, market rises on hopes for new stimulus. How stupid is that? In other words, he hasn't heard of the expression, don't fight the Fed. If the Fed wants to print money, you've got to go with them. The innocence of youth. But it is like the king with no clothes. The boy speaks the truth. It is a rather pathetic and risky truth that the financial markets are supported by money printing. And I've got an image in the newsletter today that is going around, which is entitled Money Printer Go Burr. And it shows a Photoshop Jerome Powell doing that sort of rapper thing where he's flicking dollar notes out. Uh, But there we are being cognitively biased to the negative just because we're cashed up a bit. Objectivity lost, but uh, I'll get it back now. Uh, More stimulus is apparently coming. Powell testifies in the House of Representatives tonight and there is talk of new stimulus. Although the truth is, although the Fed have 
offered more than $3 trillion worth of loans and asset purchases since the coronavirus outbreak. They haven't actually utilized much more than about 6%, I believe, of their firepower. So there's plenty, despite announcing how much they are prepared to underwrite loans, they haven't used it yet. So they really don't need to announce any new stimulus. Anyway, we'll see what Powell says tonight. He's likely, you would imagine, in the austere confines of the House of Representatives. Uh, He's not going to try and sell them anything. He's going to be more realistic, and that is the central bank's job. And it has been his habit in recent statements to talk about the challenging time ahead. So he might be a bit of a sober voice tonight. We'll see what happens. The other thing that's going on that probably bounced the markets a little bit last night was something big the uh, tantalizing idea thrown up by Trump in Twitter that there is a major statement on its way and he used the expression something big has happened and the thoughts are that there's some sort of vaccine breakthrough and the vaccine developers uh, Vaxart was up 57% yesterday in the US Cytodyne, is that how you pronounce it? was up 33% they they are expecting some sort of vaccine breakthrough, we'll see. Otherwise most of the headlines are fairly negative, surging cases in the US. Only two US states reported a fall in week-on-week cases yesterday. California and New Jersey have joined Texas and Arizona in rolling back reopening measures. Some US states have paused reopening plans. Victorian cases continue to rise. I think South Australia said they don't want us to cross their border at the moment. Democrats on the rise in the polls, which is thought to be negative for the markets because Biden's expected to raise the or reverse the tax cuts that pumped the market after Trump was elected initially. Chesapeake, which is a shale gas company, went bankrupt in the US. Uh, By the time it went bankrupt, it only had a market cap of 115 million. So not a big impact, but obviously a sign that the shale gas industry is finding it very tough, which is quite good for the oil price, which was up 3.1% overnight. At some point, that energy sector is going to be a great trade again. This is a big sector. It's not like buying Flight Center and Webjet and Qantas, which are relatively small companies. The energy sector moves on the oil price. The moment case numbers in the US start to top out again, The moment people start to see the end of this gloomy fear of a no V-shaped recovery or a U-shaped recovery or an L-shaped recovery, in other words, no recovery. The moment they see that, the oil sector is going to go again. It's a more robust bet than betting on small stocks in the travel sector. So we keep an eye out for that. And obviously, as shale gas companies go bust, the oil price is more likely to bottom than not. It's all about supply demand and the supply is being killed off. Uh, There is talk of an Australian GST increase. Did I read today to pay for everything? That'd be fun. And uh, China have introduced new national security laws for Hong Kong, threatening its future as a financial hub. Those are some of the headlines today. None of them are desperately positive and no real reason for us to want to buy the market. The big picture seems to be still of a deteriorating virus profile and there's no interest in getting in the market whilst that continues. We do have to keep an eye out if that changes, of course, because at the moment we're running on quite a negative vibe. In the strategy piece, I highlight a fairly interesting comment, which is in the AFR today from the independent economist Craig Emerson. He says China is developing alternative supplies to iron ore in Africa. And when it is less dependent on Australian iron ore, it might become more aggressive in its approach to the other major Australian exports, which are coal, iron ore, education, tourism, rely heavily on Chinese demand. About 40% of our total exports currently accounted for by China. Anyway, the iron ore price was down 4.5% overnight. I've got a chart of the resources sector, one of these Hekanashi charts, in the strategy piece today. 
today. You'll see actually there's been a bit of a buy signal on the resources sector in the last few days, but it is testing up uptrend support. You'd be reasonably happy holding BHP and Rio if you're long-term holders at the moment. You've got to keep. We'll, we'll keep an eye on that chart. We'll make a noise if the resources sector starts dropping. So strategy summary today, uh, the SMA, the SMAs I run, although you, you might not be in the SMAs, but the funds I run, which just tells you how I'm thinking, are still in cash. The precipitous risk of two weeks ago when the US market fell 6.9% and we fell 7.7% in about three or four days, that precipitous risk appears to have dissipated to some extent at the moment. But it is all about the trend and sharp moves like that tend to start trends. And I got sent a bunch of charts by one colleague today, which showed a break of the uptrend on a few major stocks, including stocks like Macquarie. And it does seem that that collapse two weeks ago has called the top at least to the recent recovery rally and may have started a downtrend. We're still waiting for that to happen. In the strategy piece today, I do have the ASX 200 Hekinashi chart, which shows that it has broken the uptrend support line, but it is in this sideways band at the moment between support and resistance. We are waiting to see which way it breaks out of that at the moment. The odds are on it breaking out to the downside, hence our cash position at the moment and we are in no mood with that sort of downtrend despite days like today where the market's up uh, we're in no mood to dive back in we really do need a comfortable bull market to get involved again uh, for the moment going sideways we have started to think however got to think outside the square and remain objective we had start have started to think about what sectors we would buy if u.s case numbers suddenly improved Either that or a vaccine suddenly pops up, which uh, a vaccine or case numbers improving is uh, the two assumptions that we could get wrong and could upset our cash call. Let's keep an eye out for both of those. And what sectors would we buy? Well, you'd be back into the recovery sectors, wouldn't you? But let's deal with that if it happens. For now, the underlying market tone is fickle based on money printing and we're hypersensitive to headlines. It's volatile. A series of sharp one-day drops followed by sharp one-day rises is a sign of indecision, volatility, risk. No reason to get back into the boat and paddle out into the middle of the stormy seas yet. We are happy to stand out for the moment and wait for a more comfortable market tone to develop and that'll take reduced volatility and a break of this sideways trend upwards. Although at the moment it looks far more likely to break to the downside. Have a look at the chart in the strategy piece today. A couple of last things. I wrote an article on the Livewire website yesterday, which had quite a lot of educational stuff in. I haven't reproduced it all in the newsletter. You can read it on the Livewire website, which is the idea. And you might have a look at the comments underneath. I take on the critics head on. I do hate social media. Why are people so goddamn attacking and negative? Really is rather pathetic and boring. Uh, otherwise, final thing, it is the end of the financial year for anyone who's listening who's not a member of Marcus today. How did you get on here? Or is on trial. We have our prices going up tomorrow. Members do get grandfathered at whatever price they pay. So if you want to subscribe to Marcus today, please do so today before prices go up next month. That's about that. How's the market going? We are up 78. Hasn't moved much whilst I've been talking. We'll see what uh, the rest of the day brings and what Jerome Powell brings tonight. And maybe Trump will tell us what his major statement is about. Something big has happened. Or has it? We'll see.